welcome back to another episode of CQP Moments. As always, I am your host, the Coupon Queen Pen. Guys, I have an amazing guest today by the name of Baraka Getz, and she's a very well-published author, and she's going to talk to us about food addiction and joy, amongst other things. So, let's take a moment out, and I'll be right back with Braca. So everyone, like I was saying, I have Braca Getz and she has not only just children's books, she has an awesome journey story. So guys, you know, I always love to bring you the goods, but I'm going to let Braca introduce herself. Please introduce yourself to my listeners. Okay, great. Um, I have written, right, 38 children's books, and they're all spiritual books. They're books that help children's souls to shine. But I've also written one book for adults. It's, it's my memoir. It's a book I didn't really write. It kind of wrote itself because it's a collection of my diaries, my journals, letters that I kept through the years. And it's my journey from age 12 to 32. It's, it's the story. You, you actually see how... I developed food addictions. You could see it through the pages, through the diary happening gradually. And then how I healed from the food addictions. What, what's interesting about this book is that at the end of the book, I actually realized through compiling the book how I was able to heal. Because I, I really understand until I put the book together what the thread was that tied my life together, why I developed the addictions and how I was able to heal. I really couldn't see it. I actually came to understand it through putting the book together. So yeah, it's kind of, um, I would call it a psychological mystery because I discover it while while the book is happening, I come to the understanding. (laughs) So, okay, what, Okay, what made you decide to be an author in the first place? I mean, you're saying you have 38 children's books that you published. Why, one, why become an author and why children's books? Oh, great question. Well, being an author, I, I read a quote someplace. I don't have it exactly, but I, I, I can't help but write. When there's something important that has to be expressed, I have no choice but to write. It's, it's not even like a decision. It's like it has to come out. I read a quote someplace like it's kind of like your blood is coming out. I mean, it's just like you have to express it, you know? And, 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 and this, is, this is a quote I really do have, though. The younger that you can see life clearer, the more successful you can be. So that's my goal. My goal is to, if, if, to teach children as early on as possible what the purpose of life is, happiness skills, what, what's, what's really meaningful and br- what brings lasting joy in life. If, if a child's life can be 
can have that understanding, it can take you through the rest of your life. So why not get these abilities and skills early on in life? These are the, these are the deep skills that are sometimes a person never learns in school. It's, it's, right. it's the, yeah, it's the right. deep understandings about life that we go searching for, but, but they can be explained. And I wasn't brought up like, um, my parents were wonderful people, but, but they were not into spirituality and I was always searching for that kind of nourishment. So okay. I want to, yeah, I, I'm writing the kind of books that I wanted as a child. Basically. Okay. Okay. Well that, you know what, that makes sense. That makes sense. I mean, <laughs> If you were searching for it as a child, in other words, you're, the idea is always that because you were thinking about it, someone else is thinking about it too. Yes, exactly. So I, yeah, I, I, I can, I can definitely yeah. get with that. And the other thing is like, most people don't realize, especially until you have children that you're, the developing, the developing years are really from like zero to eight. Yes. So, I mean, people say zero to six, but it's really kind of like zero to eight and I mean, eight years old. So it's kind of like if you have books that explain, you know, it's, it's, it's like when people start to realize when you talk about it and a lot of people say it, you know, they realize that they were different from everybody else at like seven years old, or they realize, you know, their their family their family dynamic was different from everybody else's at like five so in other words there are realizations it's just that i think a lot of times we're not voicing it until adulthood or until young adulthood but the realizations are actually there so yeah i i i i love that concept i really really do so okay now what made you say, okay, it's time for me to put myself out there? What made you say, okay, it's, 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 it's time for me to write a memoir <laughs> or great. put my collection together? Like, you know, you said it, it wrote itself, but I mean, how, what, what made you say, okay, I'm going to make this transparent to the world? <laughs> when I came back to my parents' house, after I was married and had children, and I discovered this drawer with my old diaries and journals, I, I ended up sitting on the floor, and I was just like reading these things, and I was like astounded at what I discovered. It, it, right during that time period, while, while I was reading it, I said, oh my goodness, now I get what's happening. This has to become a book. I have to show this path, the journey, to healing. And what's been so amazing is that after this book came out and I started speaking about the book, I've made so many more discoveries. Like every time I, I talk about the book, I learn new things. It's, it's, been, it's been an amazing journey for me too, even after the book has come out. Like the, the most important, I would say the most important thing I learned from this book is that my soul was starving for, for nourishment. And when, when we have food addictions, basically any addiction, but with food addictions, it's very obvious. The analogies are so obvious that we have this, this bottomless pit. Right. When a, a person has a food addiction, they just keep eating because it brings pleasure. Food brings 
immediate pleasure. Right. And when, yeah. <laughs> and when, when we're lacking, when we don't have enough pleasure in our lives, why not eat? Because it brings us the pleasure that we're craving. So that's what happens is that people overeat because there isn't enough other pleasures in their life. So, so that's basically what I'm sharing. Right, right. <laughs> and, and I, I, think, I think most people don't realize that because, believe it or not, it's kind of like, and, and like you said, it's, it's with any addiction. But most addictions are looked at as bad. And, and don't get me wrong, guys. I am not saying that addiction is good at any, in any form. What I am saying is people tend to look, overlook um, food addictions because it's not some harmful chemical going into your body. Mm-hmm. And, and that's really what it is. It's like, you know, it's like you, you, you know your friend may be eating too much or whatever, but it's like, eh, it's just food or they're just enjoying themselves, not realizing that there is really a problem. So you kind of overlook it like you wouldn't watch your friend do, I mean, and I don't know how many kids are in a room, but you wouldn't watch your friends do drugs or you wouldn't watch your friends, you know, become an alcoholic. This is why we have interventions. But in other words, this is kind of what happens is food becomes an acceptable addiction because it is not a bad chemical. Excellent. Really well said. It's more, it's more of a slow death, actually. You know, there were right, other, other ways right. to go quick. <laughs> right, yes. and that, and that's the thing is like, you know, we we don't we don't think about it, but I mean, that's that's really the 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 heart of it. So, okay, what made you what made you realize at one point that you were having a food addiction? Right, I I've learned that the the definition of an addiction basically in addiction circles is that when your life becomes unmanageable, you have an addiction. And my life really became unmanageable. It it looked on the outside that I was very successful. I had just graduated from Harvard. I was in medical school. Um, I looked, you know, great on the outside. Inside, I was so miserable and suffering terribly, increasingly. In the book, I mean, such embarrassing and shameful experiences are totally exposed there. People will say to me, how could you write this? But this was very liberating to, to share all this. Like, I don't have anything hidden anymore, you know? Right. And I, yeah, and it makes other people feel comfortable because everybody's got things that they're ashamed of, you know? And when, when you share it, it's like such a release. You don't really have anything hidden anymore. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, but- so... But here's the question I do have. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, okay. You're talking about you're a Harvard graduate. You're in medical school. You're doing what people are like, oh, my gosh, she's at the top of her class. She's at the top of her game. Like, oh, my goodness. And no one knew that you were suffering on the inside. And I think a lot of times we get fooled because – I, I, I just want to take this a little bit. In other words, we always get that. Well, if I can just do this, everything's going to be great. If I can just get the title, if I can just get into the school I want. I mean, you're an Ivy League graduate. You're, you're doing what most people, you know, dream of. How, how 
it's it's like i i want the listeners to understand that in other words it's not it's not where you are or or how you get there or the title or you know all the accolades in other words people are people point blank and period Thank you. Thank you so much for explaining this. This dichotomy is exactly what I want to describe. I, my, intellectually, I understood what a mess I was. Intellectually, it made no sense what I was doing. I knew how, how bizarre and irrational my behavior was between, between fluctuating between starving myself and binge eating crazy binge eating with such bizarre behaviors. And um, I knew it, I knew what I was doing made no sense. And yet, I couldn't control it. Intellectual understanding of how mixed up it was wasn't enough. In fact, my research at Harvard was about this field, of course, because I wanted to focus on it. And I was making like breakthrough um, research and and talking about it at Harvard, giving classes on it, it was crazy. And meanwhile, I was getting sicker and sicker while I was doing it. So the point is, there's 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 different aspects to us. You know, there's our body and mind, and there's our soul. And my soul was what was not getting the nourishment it needed. So I was getting intellectual nourishment. That was great. You know, I had boyfriends and emotionally, but I, I, was, I was literally starving, and I say now that I wanted to make my body look like my soul, which was starving. It was a message to me that if mm. I didn't nourish my soul, I was suffering. And, when I, and, and so the fluctuation was the desperate hunger. It was, I, I explained to people that it was a genuine hunger. I, it, my, my, my body was acting out what was genuinely going on with my soul. I had a soul that was starving and it, it wasn't getting the nourishment that it craved. Right. So yeah, and nothing could fill it. And I was trying to, but, um, all those pleasures were not, are not lasting pleasures. And right. Right. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and I think, okay, now you're, you're saying you're getting everything you need somewhere else okay here's my question to you was it a refusal to look inside yourself or was it you you didn't know how to look inside yourself right very good I was searching for spiritual nourishment for years in all different places in all different religions actually and not only that in social action in environmentalism I, I was trying I mean, of course, I experimented with drugs as well. Everything. I was trying. I loved, I was a person that was interested in learning tremendously. So I would try all different things. What's interesting is that um, actually the summer after my first year of medical school, I ended up going to Israel that summer. <laughs> I ended up not coming back. And um, I discovered there a rabbi that taught me something. I was going around asking everybody, what's the purpose to life? It was like, and I, I heard an answer that was so different than I ever heard before from a rabbi. He's no longer alive. The purpose of life is to experience the greatest pleasure possible. What? That's not the kind of thing I expected. The, the lowest level of pleasure are the physical pleasures. So these are the, the least lasting pleasures, 
but they, they are designed to bring us pleasure, like food. Like food could have been made, it could have been designed to be tasteless, it could have been designed to have no aroma, and it could have been colorless. But it was designed to bring us the greatest pleasure possible. So all these things in the world were actually designed to, to bring us great pleasure. Like food could have been only a fuel that would give us energy, but it also brings us tremendous pleasure. Right. So, and, so let's say, and there's so many other pleasures, all the beauty of nature that surrounds us, all these natural pleasures were designed for us to have pleasure. So... What I oh so so what I suggest to people actually is if you're stuck on a certain physical pleasure on the lowest level, you can it we get stuck on things because we feel a scarcity a scarcity of pleasure in our life so we stick with that one pleasure like I was watching my 600 pound life it's right. these these videos. And they all say the same thing. They're very unhappy people. And the only thing they're getting pleasure from is the food they eat. If, if, if the, the thing is, and there is so many yo-yo dieting, so much yo-yo dieting going on. If, if people recognize, if they understand that it's a pleasure, one of so many, there's an abundance of pleasures in this world. We get stuck on one most basic one of all, and the most accessible one is food. So if we recognize that it's just one of so many pleasures, this changes our whole perspective. There's like, for instance, if a person is feels like overeating, they could turn on music, start dancing, start stretching, and suddenly they won't feel like eating. They, they are That's getting true. so much. That's true. Because, <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's, it's, I, I remember, um, you know, as children and, I don't know if you've ever dealt with this, but as children, it's like sometimes our parents or our grandparents would say, you know, you say, I'm hungry. And they're like, you just ate. <laughs> and you're like, no, but I'm hungry. And I, and, and they're like, no, you're just bored. In <laughs> yes. other words, you just, your, your brain actually, and, and like you said, your brain kind of just needs something to do. Exactly. Um, You know, and it's, it's even, it's really weird, but sometimes what we'll feel is like we're, we're, we're thinking we're hungry when we're actually, and I learned this from a doctor, we're actually thirsty. Yes. So That's we will eat something because our brain is going, okay, you need some sort of fluid, but you're eating when you should be drinking. You should be drinking a glass of water or even a glass of juice, just something to quench that thirst rather than having a snack. Exactly. We, we learn early on that food brings us pleasure. We learn that from infancy. So, but we just need to be exposed in our minds. We need to expand, right. our, expand our consciousness and realize there's so many other things that bring us pleasure. They're designed for that in this world. Right. And that's on just the physical level. That's the lowest level. And that's the level that lasts the, lo the shortest period of time. So mm -hmm. you, on the second level, the high, a higher level than that is love. And, right. and love does not mean waiting by the phone for someone to call and come into one's life. Okay, love, wait, I need you to yeah. repeat that for the people in the back because that is, <laughs> that is something that I'm always saying. 
Love is not sitting there waiting by the phone for someone to call you. Yes, love, according to this rabbi's definition, which I love, is appreciating another, valuing something about someone else. This is what love is. It's, it's loving an aspect of somebody else. So it's taking you out of yourself and it's appreciating others. This is what love is and a person can always bring that kind of love into their lives. It just means looking beyond oneself, focusing on another and what do you value about another person this this is what love is and when, when we're thinking about another guess what we don't feel like overeating either when we're thinking about another in a positive right. way exactly so i suggest also when a person feels like overeating they say is it my body that's hungry or my soul and when mm. they ask that question they can turn on the music they could go out and feel the sunshine or they can call or text someone right. that's lonely. Yeah, right. exactly. <laughs> and and, and I, I think that's that's what's that's what's kind of overlooked sometimes is the the contact. So yes, it's the, like, you know, but connection. guys, we're we're talking about those healthy connections. <laughs> not, exactly. Not not some of the weird ones. We're talking about healthy connections. So exactly. oh my gosh, yeah. I I you know what? It's it's kind of one of those things of, you know, instinctively you knew it, but you like hearing you talk about it, you re I it's like now it makes sense. I'm it so happy. <laughs> I'm so happy. That's okay. So now we we got the first level are the, the physical pleasures, our sensual pleasures. The second level's love. The third level which brings us even more lasting pleasure is meaning, adding more meaning to our lives, doing good things in the world. That brings us even greater, more lasting pleasure. And the fourth level is creativity. When we are being creative, oh my gosh, we, we go into a zone that we don't feel like eating or sleeping even. We are just, it's like one of the greatest feelings ever. You know, we... We are creating something positive in the world. We're tapping right. into, we're, like it, we're, we're tapping into the creative flow of the universe. That's what's happening. It is. It is awesome. So, although, which me, which leads me to the highest level of all, which is the fifth level is transcendence. It's awe. It, it's it's when you're under the scar, the, you know, the starry, starry night, right. and you you feel that connection to everyone and everything. So eat. Each level up brings more connection into our life and brings more lasting pleasure. We, why, do, why do we overeat? Why do we get stuck in addictions? Because we feel estrangement. We feel isolation. Right. You know, that's it. So bringing more connection. Each, each level up brings more connection into our lives. And, and it brings the nourishment that gets our souls to shine. Yes. That's awesome. That is awesome. <laughs> that is really, really awesome. I mean, I'm I'm glad that in other words, because just to think you could have been still searching for this. Yes. You That's could right. have been still looking and saying, you know what? 
what is what is the meaning what is the you know i mean a lot of people don't realize that it's just that their heart's sick like in other words and i don't mean that your heart is sick like you have heart disease but in other words it's it's you know that you're just not fulfilled yes and and yes. that's really what it is is you know, like you said before, a lot of people, when you, when you talk to them about addictions and even drug addictions and alcoholism, in other words, there's something that happens or some sort of realization that they came to that they're not happy. They got stuck somewhere. They got yes. stuck somewhere mentally, emotionally, spiritually. They got stuck Exactly. And this and, is why, I, I'm sorry, but this no, go ahead. is why a lot of times looking from the outside in, we don't get it because it's not our stuck. It's not our, it's not our dilemma. And it's kind of, we want to say, you know, we want to look at what this person is doing, but it's like, that's them. That's their problem. That's, that's what they're going through. And they are like literally stuck in the middle of a road. And, and I always say, in other words, if you look at your life as a journey and looking as yourself walking up a road, in other words, if a person is stuck in quicksand or if a person is stuck in cement, you walking up the road is like, well, just go get yourself unstuck like the rest mm. of us and keep walking. Like they can't. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and the reason they can't, that's the title of my book, Searching for God in the Garbage. It, it, our souls get covered up with garbage, mounds and mounds, like that person in the cement where barely their head is sticking out or they're just, their arm is sticking out. Pull me out of here. This is, this is what's happened. We are, are pure beautiful souls get covered with mounds and mounds of garbage and had we could get, we could get out by nourishing that soul when when our souls to to mix metaphors when our souls get so bright and shiny when right. when they're when they're fed the nutrients that they need yeah and it melts away that garbage it really it just get it just melts away because the souls has the strength again to shine and it's kind of like maybe let's turn the clouds and let's turn the garbage into clouds now it melts away all those clouds covering the light of the soul when when we when we nourish that soul and give it what it needs you know so we all we all have tons of garbage covering up our beautiful souls and every soul is unique every yes. soul it's so there's so much beautiful light to shine everybody that's here is here for so many multiple purposes and if if you're alive there's a reason why you're needed on this earth right now you know so we 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 all have garbage I piled on top that. of us. Can you repeat that? I love that. <laughs> what I, did I say? Tell me. <laughs> you like if you're alive, there's a reason. Yes. Oh my gosh! And I'm always yep. telling people this. Yeah. If you're here, you have a story to tell. Yes. Yes. And I, I, I have. I think yeah. the cool thing is that you write the stories, but we don't realize that we all have a story. Yes. 
Yes, exactly. I, there's, there's, there's like this saying on my fridge, it says, um, here is a test to find out if your mission in life is complete. If you're alive, it isn't. That's it. You're here. You've got, you've wow. got things you've got to do. <laughs> wow. 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 Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Raka, tell everyone where they can find your amazing book. Oh, thank you so much. I, I love how you are deeply appreciating all these words. I, I, I feel like it's going straight from my heart into your heart, and I love that so much. Thank you. <laughs> um, well, all my books are on my Amazon author page, so if you just look up Brachagetz, Amazon, everything comes up in one place. Yeah, they're all there. So thank you. Oh. Thank you so much for, for really, you know, embracing everything. Thank no, you. I mean, it's... You know, guys, you know, I love bringing you new things. And you know, when I bring on a guest, I look, I check, I make sure. And it, Raka, this has been an honor. Uh This has been an honor, you know, because we always hear, you know, I was doing this and now I'm here. And a lot of times the transparency gets lost, the, the realness of it all. And unfortunately, a lot of people lose heart on their journey to get better because you get the before and after. You don't see the during. You don't right. see the times that someone wanted to quit or the times when they fell off or all of this. And in other words, it's, it's, it's not about, you know, the before and after picture. It's, you know, we always see those memes where they say, you know what, do this, they said, it'll be fun, they said. And <laughs> what really, what people are saying is the journey is not all kittens and rainbows, Mm-hmm. You know, so no, it's not going to be. It's going to be life. It's going to be practical. It's going to be, this is what's going on. And that's the crazy part is that most people, when we look, and especially now on social media, it's easy to put your, well, you know what? I was here in 2013 and now in 2020, I'm here. But no one wants to talk about those seven years in between. What happened in those seven years? Yes. And, that, and that's really what it is. So I thank you because, in other words, you are putting pen to paper on, hey, this started for me at 12. Mm-hmm. And now here, this is where I am. But you get to see my journey. You get to see my not only what I was doing, but why, why this happened and why I thought I was happy and should have been happy, but no, I was still searching. Yes, exactly. And what I want to leave people with is that everybody has the power to bring more pleasure into their lives everybody actually has that power it's it's called soul power and as we as we when you become aware that life is meant to be a pleasure 
then you can then you can bring it into your life and on all these levels and i i hope people can become more and more unstuck get rid of lots of garbage by bringing more and more pleasure into their lives so there's nothing to lose it's only a joy yeah to do that that process is is a joy it, it's a challenge it's a struggle but it's a joy every step of the way bring greater pleasure in to 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 override the lesser pleasures that you have and and um then every day can be a joy really wow thank you thank you so much guys <laughs> thank you. again her stuff will be you won't miss anything all of her information will be in the show notes so you can find her books you can find her website you can find everything so again, thank you, Braca, for coming on and thank you for sharing with us. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, Braca, for being so insightful. I mean, 38 books and she has an amazing journey. Definitely check her out on Amazon where you can buy all of her books and all of her information will be in the show notes, guys, so you won't miss a thing. But as always, guys, be good to yourselves, be good to each other, and happy shopping. Hi, everyone. This is Mark from the Mark the Shark of MA Show. And you are listening to CQP Moments.